Hi, my name is Vicky Docker from Empowered Change. I'm very excited today as we start our first series around diversity and inclusion. And today is our first episode where I'm going to introduce Alex Manners to you in a moment. And we have our first question, uh, which we're posing in, in general here, which is, did you know that autism affects more than one in a hundred people? So this is what we're going to talk about today with Alex. So welcome, Alex. I'm not going to steal your thunder. I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself first of all. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so I'm Alex Manners and I'm 27 and I was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome, which is a form of autism, when I was 10 years old. So um, I've always looked upon that as something positive, but there has been a lot of challenges. And I now have my own business where I go into loads of different companies, schools, universities, um, law firms, NHS trusts, and actually talk and present talks about my experiences of living with Asperger's, working with Asperger's, uh, what it was like to go to school with and why I look upon it as something positive. And I've also written my own book all about my life living with Asperger's. So that's just a little bit about me and, and what I do at the moment. Wow, very impressive start. Thank you, Alex. And as I said earlier, thank you for joining today. So, I mean, what made you agree to coming and having this conversation and sharing your lived experience with Asperger's? I think, you know, ever since um, I've been younger, I've been very, very confident at telling people exactly what I think. And, you know, I want to use my experiences to educate and inspire as many people as I can, because I always say that I've got Asperger's superpowers. And one of those is my ability to be able to stand up and speak in front of large groups of people and actually be able to, you know, uh, feel confident to actually tell people about my experiences and talk to them about uh, what's gone on during my life. And a lot of my friends who also got Asperger's and autism, they a lot of them wouldn't feel confident uh, talking about their experiences or standing in front of large groups of, of people. And because I can do those things and I feel confident in doing them, I want to use, you know, that superpower to you and use my experiences to educate and inspire just as many, many people as I can. So coming on something like this podcast is absolutely fantastic to raise more awareness um, for hidden disabilities. Thanks, Alex. And I'm curious because you, you talked about Asperger's, not autism. So what is the difference to you? So I always say that, well, Asperger's, first and foremost, is a form of autism on what's known as the autism spectrum. And they say that um, it's sort of informally that Asperger's is more high functioning. And then what used to be known as sort of classic autism is, is more low functioning. So people with Asperger's can function very well in everyday situations. It's just that they may struggle um, or they may need a little bit of extra support with things like how to, uh, communicating or when they're having conversation with someone or, or when they're in like heavily sensory environments where there's lots of noises and sounds and smells. So they can function very well in everyday environments, but they just might need that little bit of extra help. But nowadays, Asperger's is not diagnosed as a term. Instead, it's uh, umbrellaed under and, and diagnosed as ASD or Autism Spectrum Disorder. Um, but because I was diagnosed with Asperger's when I was younger and I still feel that people sort of understand what it means and understand my traits better when I use the term Asperger's rather than when I use the term autism. That's the term that I still like to use. And whilst a lot of people don't use the term anymore, a lot of people that were diagnosed with Asperger's still like to use that word. 
Okay, thanks, Alex. Thanks for explaining that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and I suppose when you've talked to people to say that you've got Asperger's, what kind of negative experiences have you had with other people when you've told them about your Asperger's? Well, you know, there has been a lot of positive experiences as well, but I think there are sometimes negative experiences that I've experienced when I've told people that I've got Asperger's. And I don't think these negative experiences are necessarily deliberately meant to be negative. Um, I just think that a lot of people don't have that understanding or awareness around Asperger's and autism. So one experience that I had at school was when my one friend uh, said to me, when I told him that I had Asperger's, he said, oh, everyone is a little autistic. And he didn't mean this to annoy me or to cause offence or anything like that, because he's one of my best friends. Um, but he was just trying to show support and understanding. But I always say that, you know, if everyone had Asperger, if, if everyone was a little bit autistic, then surely everyone would have been diagnosed as having autism or Asperger's. So it and a lot of the, the traits that we have. Yes, other people may experience those traits who don't have autism or Asperger's, but people with Asperger's tend to experience those things a lot deeper and for a lot longer. So when someone says something like, oh, everyone is a little autistic, it kind of nullifies the challenges that we face a little bit or that's how it feels to me. Um, I also remember on another occasion uh, recently, actually, when I was abroad on holiday. And me and my friends told someone in the hotel where we were staying that we all had um, autism and the man put his hand on his like where his heart was and said, oh, I'm really sorry. And he didn't again, he didn't mean this to annoy us or to cause offence or anything like that. He was just trying to show support and understanding. But, you know, we don't feel sorry that we've got Asperger's. You know, yes, it can be a challenge sometimes, um, but also there are lots of positives of having it. And and I believe that my Asperger's makes me who I am. So, you know, I would never ever want to get rid of it, even if there was a cure, which there isn't. And I always like to look upon it as an ability rather than a disability. So sometimes there are, you know, negatives when I do tell people that I, I have Asperger's. Um, but most of the time, it's not because people are trying to be mean or, or nasty or anything. It's just that they are trying to show their understanding. And of course, it gives you your superpowers, as you said at the beginning, which I love that. Uh, I, I think that's fabulous. So any employers that are watching this um, Empowercast today, what would you say are some of the benefits a business can gain from employing actively somebody with Asperger's? You know, what unique value can someone with Asperger's bring? Well, people with Asperger's can bring many, many strengths and wonderful skills and many different jobs. I always say that first and foremost, that a traditional interview process may be the reason why a lot of people with Asperger's maybe didn't obtain a particular or get a particular job, even if they had all the right skills um, for that particular job that they had an interview for, because an interview is very, very difficult for people with Asperger's. Um, but if they can get over that, you know, a traditional interview stage and a lot of companies are now changing their interview process so that the interviews are more accessible for people with with autism and hidden disabilities. Um, but I would say one of the skills that we can bring to a workplace is because our brains are wired differently um, to neurotypicals or people that don't have autism, it means that we think maybe in unusual or more logical ways. And because we can think uh, in, in these more unusual or logical ways, 
we may be able to carry out tasks in more detail or in a quicker time frame. So being able to think differently can be a real, real asset. Uh, also, we have we can have an extreme focus. So once we start on a task, we can become so focused on it, um, almost like a hyper focus that we want to carry out that task until it's com been completely finished and we'll be really, really focused on that task. Uh, also, we have a, a, a great attention to detail and accuracy. So, you know, my bedroom, for instance, is just like a library. You know, all the socks in my drawers face the same way around. All the clothes in my wardrobe are in colour coded order and everything on my shelves. I'm, I'm always sort of sorting them out, categorising them, ordering the things on my shelves. And again, that's another real benefit of having um, Asperger's and, and autism. It's, you know, that attention to detail. Um, we're also very good at performing repetitive tasks. So a lot of tasks that are repetitive tend to be the tasks that I know a lot of people find either really boring or struggle to actually um, carry out. Whereas people with autism, those repetitive tasks, they give us a daily or, or a routine that can be really beneficial for us. And a lot of tasks that are repetitive don't require us to interact with lots of people. They often require us to work on our own, which again, can be brilliant for us because communication with other people um, can be really challenging. And I'd say that one of the traits that we have is often people with Asperger's have a very, very good technical ability. So one thing to know about people with Asperger's is we're all completely different. Um, so while some people will have a very good technical ability, some people won't. And as the saying goes, once you've met one person with autism, you've met one person with autism. But Definitely a lot of my friends with Asperger's do have a very good technical ability, which is why you, you probably see lots of people with Asperger's and with autism in a lot of sort of maths or IT based jobs because they're very, very logical and we have a very, very logical way of thinking. So those types of jobs are, are great for people with Asperger's and um, with autism. And again, we have an excellent memory so we can memorise large amounts of information for, for long periods of time. So, yeah, those are just some of the many skills that the people with Asperger's and with autism can uh, bring to companies um, when they go and work for them. Fantastic. Thank you for that, Alex. That that really makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I'd really like to just pick up on something you said in your answer there about the recruitment process that um, that is followed at the moment perhaps isn't as supportive um, if you have Asperger's or, or or autism. Do you have any recommendations about how to improve that interview process to make it more friendly for you? Yes, well, there are quite a, a lot of ways that you can make an interview more accessible for people like myself. Um, I know some companies now, instead of doing that traditional interview process, they're doing other kinds of interviews. Like, for instance, I know one company now and gets its candidates to build Lego robots instead of doing that traditional interview, because they say that getting candidates to carry out, you know, tasks or show the skills that they would actually be required to use if they got that job is a much more, you know, you know, a much better way of actually assessing how good that candidate is for the job they're going for. But in terms of like a traditional interview process, um, one thing that I've always found really useful is having the questions written down. Um, so that I can, that any questions that are going to be asked in the interview, I can read them before they're asked to me, which just gives me that peace of mind and allows me to prepare better for that that particular interview. 
when I go into an interview, sometimes there are lots of sensory things going on that can affect how I perform within that interview. So things like the light coming through a window can be really dis disrupting or the glare from a big screen. So any ways that you can adapt a room to make it, a, you know, a better environment for us is really, really important. And also having a choice of where to sit in the interview. So I know that when I go into an interview room, I like to sit either in front of a big window or in front of a screen so that those things that I mentioned that would um, affect me during the interview uh, are sort of out of sight. And as they say, out of sight, out of mind. So having a choice of where to sit in into you again is something that's really easy and simple to, to actually implement. But it means that the, the person going into the interview can then position themselves in the, in the position where they feel like they would be the most comfortable for that particular interview. So those are just two or three things that you, you can do to make an interview more accessible for people with um, hidden disabilities such as just Asperger's. I, I think that is so insightful and helpful for anybody who works in HR or recruitment. So that's that's fabulous. Thanks, Alex. And I and I love the idea about sharing the interview questions with the candidate before um, they come for the interview. I I went to, to an interview myself and was given interview questions beforehand and went into the interview with the questions and the answers that I'd prepared, and it helped me to really evidence with more thought instead of trying to think on my feet. So I think that's a great technique for everybody. I love that. Thanks, Alex. So if you could share some top tips with us today for those people watching, in addition to what you've already said about how best to support people like yourself with Asperger's, what, what top tips would you share? Well, I always say um, some of my top tips, again, a lot of the things that uh, we may need putting in place for us in the workplace will be really easy and simple to actually um, put in place, won't cost anything at all to implement. And you may find that a lot of the things that we may find re really beneficial for us may be things that other people without Asperger's, without autism, also may find really, really beneficial. So I always say if you're making the environment more inclusive and accessible for people with hidden disabilities, more often than not, you're probably also making it more accessible for people without hidden disabilities. Um, one thing that I've always found really, really useful is having a quiet space that I can go to. So I remember when I went to do uh, present one of my talks to a company and they provided me with a, a little room, a little quiet room for me to just get settled in before I started my talk. And that was absolutely fantastic. Um, so a quiet space for someone to go to whenever they're feeling stressed or they just feel like they need five minutes in a quiet environment is really, really important. But you, you know, you've got to make sure that they that that quiet space is the same all of the same space all of the time, so that that person knows exactly where they can go to should they need a quiet space. Also, having at least one person, colleague, or member of staff that they can speak to if any worries or uh, arise, or if they need to speak to someone about something that's going on during the day is really, really important because. You know, going back to my time at school, when I was in school, I used to bottle everything up until I got home because I had no one at school who I felt confident enough to tell my worries to. So having someone you can tell your worries to um, or anything that's bothering you at the time those worries or challenges arise is really, really important. And one other thing I would say is. Uh, when you're when you're employing people with Asperger's or autism, 
send them as much detail as you possibly can about the job, about the location before they start their job. So any photos of the offices they're going to be working in um, would be really, really beneficial for that individual to be to be given before they start their job so that they can become as familiar with that environment and that uh, job role as they possibly can before they then start their job. And again, an induction day might be a great way for them to actually go into the, the, the office they're going to be working in or into the building they're going to be working in before they start their job. So anything like that, uh, like those things can be really, really beneficial. Brilliant. Thanks for those three top tips there. <laughs> Lovely. So um, let me give you an opportunity, Alex, to sort of promote a little bit about what you do so that companies that are watching you that maybe want to bring you in to advise them, what sort of things do you do? So I go into I've got my own business where I go into lots and lots of different organisations, whether that be um, schools, universities, law firms, banks, um, charities. I go into all different types of organisations and I present talks all about what it's like to live with Asperger's, to go to school with Asperger's, what it's like to work with, um, why I look upon it as something positive. So I go into lots of sort of colleges and do positivity talks to the students. And then I go into lots of businesses and, and law firms and NHS trusts and present talks about, you know, what Asperger's is, what it's like to live with. And then I also do a different talk on Asperger's in the workplace, which goes into more of the topics that I've been speaking about today. Um, and I do a lot of face to face talks where I go into the, uh, the companies, um, but I also do a lot of online talks as well. So whatever works for that individual organisation, um, I, I can cater for. Um, I've also written my own book as well called That's Not Right, My Life Living with Asperger's. So a lot of companies, when they book me to present a talk, they will uh, buy a, a group load of my books to give out to some of the people who are attending the talk or to some of their colleagues who are working within that, that organisation. And I've also been um, on lots of panel events or where I've been like part of a panel answering lots of questions. So there's lots of different types of events that I do, but um, my talks, uh, with my talks, I aim to inspire people with my story and actually educate people about some of the topics that I've been talking about today, about Asperger's, about what it's like to live with. And, you know, I absolutely love the, the job that I do. And sometimes it doesn't even feel, feel like a job because um, I, I really enjoy being able to use my experiences to, to help other people. I love that, Alex. I, I, I love the energy that you have in terms of, you know, you love to inspire and educate people and it doesn't feel like a job. That's something for everybody to aspire towards. Uh, thank you for that. And, and yep, good plug in there as well about your book. Do, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you, you want to even get the book to have a good read, please look out for that. That's not right. My Life Living with Asperger's by Alex Manners. How can people get in touch with you, Alex, after this session if they want to? So if they go on my website, which is www.thealexmanners.com, then they'll be able to find in all my contact details, as well as information about the talks that I present to companies and There'll be a link there to my book, which is on um, available on Amazon. And I'm also on lots of different social media. So I'm on, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. So there's lots of ways that people can get in, in touch with me. Wonderful. 
And I have to say, Alex, it's always a pleasure to see you. I have met you before and you had a lovely, bright outfit then. Um, you know, why, why do you wear such lovely, bright clothes? I think one of the reasons is my granddad used to wear a lot of brightly coloured shirts and blazers. So I was probably inspired by him. And also the fact that I love children's television, which is really colourful. Um, and I think another reason why I wear colourful clothes is because when I was in school, I used to have to wear so many dark colours. Um, and then school was such a stressful place for me that dark colours remind me of school. So when I'm in bright colours, it just makes me really, really happy. Love it. Love it. So those are all the questions we, we plan to go through today. So massive thank you. I think anybody who's watched you today will have gained so much from what you've said and so much insight and education. Do you have any final comments that you'd like to, to leave the audience with today? Yeah, I would just say that, you know, when you're looking after somebody or working with somebody with Asperger's, just remember that, you know, empathy can be one of the best ways to work with someone with a hidden disability. And remember that a lot of the things that we may need to help us through the day, again, will be really easy and simple to put in place, uh, you know, and won't require a lot of money or a lot of time to actually implement. So I would say that that's the final thing I just want to, to, to leave people with. Thanks, Alex. Lovely. Well, thank you for those of you who've watched this today, but an even bigger thanks to you, Alex. So um, I hope those of you who've watched today, this first episode of uh, our Empowercast, have found this useful. Do come back to see our future episodes and learn more about lived experiences and to increase your awareness. Thanks very much, everybody, today.